prepare to be terrified. Lawford County Productions presents the unlisted owner director's cut. Featuring nine minutes of never-before-seen footage. Out now via Amazon Streaming and coming soon to Blu-ray and DVD. You've been warned. This episode of the Nerd Up Podcast made possible in part by Eagle Theater. Visit them online at eagletheater.net and by Classic Hits WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com and made possible by proud supporters just like you. Now, come on, baby, tell me who's the nerd. Nerd up, y'all. N-E-R-D up. N-E-R-D up. It's time for the Nerd Up Podcast, and here's your pod hosts, Guilty Wilson. Nerd up. Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Up Podcast. I'm your host, Guilty Wilson, along with the host extraordinaire. I'm trying to think of some good fluffy words. I was really not sure which direction that was going to go. With the host extraordinaire or the giant pain in the ass or, or which direction you were going with that. Well, it's uh, either way, it's Tony Collins. It's Tony Collins. Yay, it's me. Otherwise affectionately known on local radio as Captain Radio. And uh, uh, for those of you in the area, you know him. But if those of you on the podcast, you don't know Captain Radio. you learn that's right. <laughs> yeah, because usually on here I just go by Tony. Yeah, which is probably and then, better. And then if I'm in a lot of trouble, it's Anthony Wayne. <laughs> That's solely reserved for my mom. Okay, okay. And my mother-in-law, who insists on calling me Anthony regardless. Oh, well, I might have to start doing that whenever I need your attention. Anthony Wayne! Yeah. <laughs> so. That'll do it. I'll, you'll get my attention, and I'll poop just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Speaking of pooping just a little, uh, <laughs> Tony and I got to enjoy a film called High on the Hog. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was really a, a very fun night. We had uh, at Eagle Theater, uh, what, a week, almost a week ago now, yeah. and uh, a lot of fun. Again, huge thanks to Kelson, and the crew at Eagle Theater, for putting up with our shenanigans and our insanity <laughs> when we said, hey, Kelsa, we'd like to do a live podcast from inside your lobby, and we'd like to do this double feature with a couple of these guys. What do you think? <laughs> and and the fact that she was game to say, yeah, go for it, was was just awesome. And the boobies didn't bother her, apparently. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, no. And, uh, yeah, so what, we just got back from a weekend uh, of uh, uh, this live broadcast, and uh, now, after having seen the film, Tony and I wanted to talk to not just Kevin Lockhart again, but his editor, Ben Lewandowski. And uh, uh, like I said before we started recording, Ben, you were busy editing on that, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hog's a big movie. Um, it took a long time to put it together. Um, I don't even know when we started. I think we started when we were coming out of the rake. So that would have been... Um, I want to say November 2015. Okay. And then we we moved into pickups. Kevin, is this correct? Did we do pickups on hogs summer, summer 2016? I think it was 16, yeah. Yeah. I think that was the timing. So, wow. Yeah, so uh, definitely busy. And, and uh, here's the thing. For those of you that have not seen Sid Haig in High on the Hog, I, that's the official title. Right. I love using that official title. Yeah, as uh, requested by Sid Haig. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, if you haven't seen it, you're in for a treat. Check it out. Find it somewhere. Uh, too bad you can't have, like, a couple of crazy guys that talk a theater into running it. But <laughs> Right, exactly. That's that's what we did. I mean, uh, you'd come across the, the trailer for it uh, some time ago at, yeah. a, at a con or on YouTube. I 
I don't remember where, but I remember you going, dude, you got to check out the trailer for this movie. It's got Sig Hayden in it. It's friggin' awesome. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, talking to Jed Bryan, Jed's like, oh, yeah, no, I know Kevin. And, you know, and oh, do you? Well, Gil and I are kicking around this idea, this double feature. You think he'd be game? And so. So, yeah. And we got to uh, sit down and talk with Kevin during the night. And uh, he when during the interview, Kevin, you told us, like, I, I don't remember the number. I'm going to say around 4,000 edits were done. And Tony and I were like, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. As, as two guys who literally know nothing about filmmaking, we yeah. thought, well, that's that's a big number. <laughs> yeah. And so then we went and saw the movie, and about uh, three minutes into it, we're like, oh, that's where he, they came from. <laughs> there was that's all 4,000 right there. <laughs> I can see every one of them. Well, not really, but it's the fact that, oh, okay, there's a bunch of stuff going on here. And uh, so we, we thought, well after we've seen the movie, after we've experienced this thing. And I got to tell you, it took me, I had to talk to Tony, uh, Kevin, by the way, uh, I had to talk to Tony about the ending of that movie. Um, and he put it together for me. And I, I mean, anybody, I'm sorry, but I might have a little bit of spoilers, but the boots are where the key. <laughs> when he pointed that out, I'm like, Oh, now the ending makes so much sense and it's so beautiful. I love it. So, but it, it took me a few, and then when he point, all he had to say was the boots, and I'm like, yeah, in the beginning. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> so, but uh, Kevin, well, and there's numerous, there are numerous hints in throughout the movie. I mean, the the boots, but if you also look at the, the tattoos, uh, finger throughout. Oh, um, the, the, you'll see the little tattoos on the finger throughout the movie. That was something else that we had added in there I in see. that uh, second edit as well. So, so you you were dropping that, the hints. Well, see, here's the thing: you gave us permission to close our eyes when they got too intense. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, but, hey, a, a couple things, guys. I I want to echo uh, some of your sentiments for Kelso. I. I First, I want to thank you guys for for helping set this thing up. I walked out of the theater, and I have to say this. I've watched this movie probably a thousand times at this point. Mm -hmm. And I've watched it in some other theatrical-type locations. But the way that it was set up, and I give Brent credit for that as well, um, but the way that it was set up with Brent and Kelsa and getting showing it, that was the best I've ever seen it. And it was a thing of beauty. I told Ben afterwards, I said, it is meant for the big screen because there's so much more. I think you can even see on the big screen. Oh yeah. So thanks guys. I mean, it was amazing. Even to me, who's seen it a thousand times. Well, and I know uh, when we talked to you prior to, to seeing the movie, you had indicated that kind of what you were going for with this was that uh, kind of retro grindhouse vibe. And you guys absolutely captured that, I think, 100% from uh, some of the music choices that were used to just the way the film itself kind of looks. It looks very retro grindhouse. Yeah, you know, and I and I, I give Ben all the credit in the world. I mean, we, I told you, I, I think I mentioned to you guys at least that, that we had originally started shooting this thing and we went through a full original edit and when it got done, we had a hard time marketing it because we it didn't fit any specific genre. Mm-hmm. And I and I had looked at it and I said, man, I wanted a grindhouse crazy movie. Mm-hmm. And then I met this guy, Ben, and I had met him before, but I'd never really spent a whole lot of time with him. And we were out partying one night, I believe, Ben, at a we went and actually supported a friend's short film at a theater in Elgin. 
uh, came back to my man cave at my garage at my house with uh, several other people. And in the process of partying a little bit, Ben got more outspoken and said, I can fix that. I can make that happen. And oh, I was actually. I was I was I was fucking hammered and I <laughs> I pitched I pitched I pitched Kevin and a lot of the a lot of the brain trust of that movie was in the in the garage that night and yeah. I I went through I went through what we would do. Remember remember my remember my pitch on the cost? Kevin's like Kevin's like, "All right, so this is I think it, that night is when I started talking about uh, pickups and adding more material." And Kevin goes, "What do you think it will cost?" And I'm 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 a, I'm I'm terrible when it comes to money. <laughs> I go, "Oh, it'll cost $5,000." <laughs> I'll even cut Ben a little slack on it because I had already doubled my budget for well, more than doubled my budget for the movie. Oh. And that was not his fault. And then Ben came back and I, Ben said, yeah, maybe five. And I said, all right, so at least 10, because you're like an <laughs> IT guy and an editor. And I, and, said, then, I, and well, then I said, I said, okay, 20. <laughs> and, and so then we, I said, okay, so we'll accept 20. And it still was like five times more money. So, you know, but, but regardless, I mean, I, I still say Ben, I mean, Ben turned it into what, it needed to be turned into or what I wanted it to be turned into. So what you guys uh, enjoyed from what I'm hearing on oh, yeah. Saturday night oh, yeah. was, was a huge credit to Ben. Um, I, you know, I think that we had, we had great actors, of course, and we had a great crew, of course. And, and it was, it was amazing. I mean, I, I think we had, you know, some, um, uh, some incredible people who worked on that film and Sid, no, no less saved it while it was being shot because mm -hmm. you know when we had we ran into some real strong difficulties with with a, a main person walking off the set, and Sid stepped up and said, "Hey, you know," and you kind of referenced I don't know which if it was Gil or Tony who referenced it, you know it's it he one of the things that Sid wanted to stay on set was a little bit more money, a producer credit. And then his name in the title of the movie, mm -hmm. Sid Haig in High on the Hog. And he had never had that before, and he always wanted it. And I said, hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm honored for you to do that. Right? Are you kidding? Yeah. So it, he stuck around for extra days and worked with the crew and worked with the cast and actually became a big part of, you know, we had a, we had some young folks working working on the on the and me too i was a complete rookie with this stuff mm -hmm. he he made sure that it was handled very well and very professionally so well i, I just love the final outcome i mean the, i would love to see the first version that was done i just to compare it <laughs> and it's just like okay that's a completely different movie but because you got me curious about it and uh, i just want to see i'd like to see that first first cutting if you will and then see how it progressed from there but I'll, I'll tell you it was just like one big huge psychodrama horror from hell at <laughs> this at the final product i loved every minute of it the the claim the stop motion animation even right. fit in there and it's like because you'd said that there was some stop motion in there i'm like what where are you gonna put how are you gonna put that in there and it pops up and you're like oh there it is that's it that <laughs> and makes that's, a ton of sense <laughs> and it was it was perfect it's beautiful and uh and again there were tony and i were, we've been talking about this ever since we saw the movie pretty much every day we mentioned something about right. It. But one of the things we loved is like, and, and this got me big time, is there's a scene where the, 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 the freak out scene, 
the, the girl's freaking out on these drugs, and she goes running uh, out in the street, and a car hits her. Well, I love the first view of that, and it's like uh, you have this little missing scene uh, piece of celluloid pop up, and I'm like, oh, good, they're not going to show her getting plastered, thank goodness, because that would be gross. And then about five, ten minutes later, there it is, she's getting, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, and, and honestly, I think that's part of what, for me, what sold the grindhouse aesthetic of it was you had some of that broken film look to it. It had a, you know, some grainy stuff happening mm-hmm. where maybe the film was scratched, and that was really what sold the yeah. the old-school grindhouse vibe to it. And, and in the, well, the, I, I dig it. Go I ahead. Think it kind of freaked Elsa out because I think she kept wanting to run upstairs to fix the film. So. <laughs> yeah, because you got a couple of burns, a couple of melt shots, and then mm-hmm. there's the one where it looks like it might get over. But uh, the thing about it, I mean, those are cool and they work exactly where where they need to be. But the whole film's not that way, right? And it's yeah, like, and it didn't need to be. But it's like when you when those moments happen, you're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, you could tell. Well, I got I got to make mention of the that stop motion too, since you brought it up, because mm-hmm. Chris Jonas did that for us, and um, Chris, the director, and I and Ben were sitting around one night and talking about this stuff, and and they had been working on some some another pro- project, and they had seen the stop motion stuff, and they said, "Here, take a look at this," and so we looked at it, and we're like holy crap you know and and i don't remember exactly whose idea was you know ben ben says it's his and i say it's mine and i'm sure the director would say it's his so um but, as is but the case the with all great line, ideas it was a great idea for all of us right so it, it it was it was just one of those things where we reached out to chris and said this is what we'd like to do and then chris created it well since then chris and i well ben actually works with chris daily mm-hmm. um I, I've worked with Chris on a couple of other projects and have now put together a DVD of all of his short films. Um, that if somebody wants to email me through high on the hog, the movie.com, um, I'd be happy to sell them a copy or they could find it on our good friend, make flicks. There's the free advertising. Thanks guys. Um, <laughs> not, not a problem <laughs> J, with, with our good buddy, J.R. Bookwalder and, and, uh, net and, uh, make flicks is, does that. Mm-hmm. And he has copies of it as well. But Chris, does some crazy ass stuff <laughs> yeah he does and, oh my gosh i mean you i you i think you heard jed and i i should give a shout out to jed too for putting helping put all this together because without jed if you know in, in his friendship with you and me right. it would have never happened right well, but jed jed said he watched it he said i don't think i've ever watched anything that disturbed me more than that because <laughs> I, I think he had to watch some you know, kids TV program or some funny movie after he watched it so he could sleep that night. So well, cleansing the palate there. In, in fact, I was telling Gil today that we've got we you actually gave us the poster for uh for the gathering of, of claymation shorts or whatever you want yes. to call it. Yeah. And we've got yeah, it yeah. hanging here in the studio. And I told oh, Gil, I awesome. said I'm like, dude, we may have to move that poster because staring at that thing every day is starting to freak me out. <laughs> and that's just the poster for it. Yeah, yeah and then uh, oh, just... are you guys are you guys referencing? Um, Frame... You guys are referencing the uh, compilation disc. Yeah, yeah. was it framework? Mind. Yeah, framework. Framework of a twisted mind. Yeah. Now, now here's something. Here's something ironic. This will really wet your noodle. <laughs> Chris and I, Chris and I work on children's cartoons for Hasbro. <laughs> Really? We work on yeah, we work on stop motion cartoons like Peppa Pig, PJ Masks, Ricky Zoom, Transformers, huh. uh, Power Rangers. That is awesome. 
Yeah, isn't that isn't that isn't that <laughs> well, funny? If well, I wait. ever make a uh, if I ever make a biography of my life, I'm going to call it uh, from porno to Peppa because I, <laughs> I used to actually I, I used to work an adult. Oh, <laughs> so my career's gone the whole gamut. Now. I guess so. <laughs> well, I know working uh, with uh, with this framework with uh, uh, the 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 idea behind it. Well, I, let's say uh, Jed showed us the trailer for it, and just seeing the trailer, I'm like. That is like nightmare fuel. So I got to ask now, which one is it that cleanses your uh, your soul? Is it going to be the cartoons or is it this uh, horror claymation that makes the makes you a better person? <laughs> oh, that's a good that's a good question. I don't know <laughs> elements elements of both. Okay. If you, pay, if you pay attention to our cartoon stuff, mm-hmm. um, even though it's for children, I'm sure Hasbro will love this if they ever heard it. <laughs> you can see. You can see some of the darker elements of our senses of humor in, in, in that show. It's subtle, but you can see it. I can believe it. Well, you <laughs> so know. If, you really want, if you really want some nightmare fuel, watch the children's programming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, oh, and oh, I know that yeah. 100%. <laughs> that was kind of like watching Pee Wee's Playhouse, though, too, wasn't it? I mean, some of us had some of that in our in the Horrifying. <laughs> and we know there was a H. lot R. of crazy stuff in that. Yeah. Remember HR Puffin stuff? <laughs> yes. Good lord. That's exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's where children, you know, learn this weirdness as they get older. I, I mean, you know what? My kids grew up watching SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, there you which go. is terrifying when you start to put it all together. And you know, the fact it that really, it's, it really uh, it really is. They live in and bikini like, bottom and, just, and, <laughs> and just like this movie, they're all put together by a bunch of, you know, aging stoners. <laughs> it's the same shit. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm going to add a third wheel or a fifth wheel or a tenth wheel or whatever the heck we're adding in there right now. <laughs> the guy who made that poster you're looking at, uh-huh. his name, now tell me, Ben, if I'm wrong here, but it's Sean Burkett, right? Yes. And Sean did a movie called? Don't Fuck yeah. in the Woods. <laughs> oh, I met that guy. <laughs> no, I, yeah. wait, he's, he's, and, he, and, it's, and it's sequel. Yes, and it's oh, sequel. Yeah. Don't Fuck in the Woods too. yeah. <laughs> He also yeah, he's yeah. doing a movie now called uh, uh, Buzzkill, I think. One of the guys, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I met that guy at a horror con. So, oh my gosh, now yep. that makes Nightmare Fuel even better. <laughs> that explains so why Sean, you came to work and showed me the trailer. Hey, dude, you got to check this out. This tra- this movie's called The Fuck in the Woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Nope. Subtle, but okay. Nope. We did a. <laughs> I did a panel with Sean in Louisville, mm-hmm. uh, where we both talked about our movies and. I think Jed was in the audience because yep. Jed was had a table at that same show, and he's at that show. He'd also gotten Bill Mosley to wear, you know, a yep. copy of Unlisted Owner, yep. so or wear wear a copy of his shirt or wear his shirt. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I, I, I was at that con. <laughs> that, oh well, that's see, where it all we started. Met there too, then. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. Okay. Now, now, so that that's a, I mean. I'm, I'm flabbergasted now. It's all come for full circle that all these people I know are working on these nightmarish things. Well, let's let's get back to High on the Hog. Sid Haig in High on the Hog. Uh, I mean, as much as I want to see, I haven't seen Framework yet, or Framework of a Twisted Mind yet, but I'm going to, going to see it because I gotta <laughs> have to. I have to. I guess you know I have to see the whole thing after seeing the trailer. This is this like two girls, one cup? Curiosity has gotten the best of you, and you have to watch it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> That might be it, but let's let's move, close. Let's move back to uh, Sid Haig high and high on the hog, and uh, uh, Ben. You, I, I just got to ask, how did you come up with the idea? I mean, I yeah, Grindhouse is is Grindhouse. It's got its own style and everything else. But you threw some stuff in the into the edit of this movie that just 
it, it's beyond grand. I mean, this is it's like futuristic stuff almost. I mean, what what was going through your brain when you're doing this? What how did you come up with the idea to say, all right, let's put this here or whatever? What was going on in, in, in the process? Well, there's a lot of Red Bull. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a lot of a lot of late nights. Um, a lot of hog obviously is uh experimental mm-hmm. um i had a i had a general idea of what i was going to do but a lot of the things you're seeing was me literally just experimenting i mean really? i was literally remember i had a framework pun intended of <laughs> of where to go because we had michael heffler's original edit right so i knew i knew the problems that the movie had the original version was really more of a <sighs> Kind of a 70s, I wouldn't even call it a 70s era. In fact, it almost feels like an 80s movie. Kind of a crime drama, very okay. slow crime drama. I can see where they so I had, I, Yeah, I had a, I had a blueprint, so I, I had identified all the problems uh, early on. But a lot of it is just me honestly making it up as I went along. I mean, that's <laughs> the best way I can put it. Um, and you can kind of see that, that I'm kind of experimenting. And some of it worked. Um some of it worked. When Kevin was talking about earlier with the drug sequence, mm-hmm. when we sat down to discuss that, I said, this sequence, in the original version, she takes one puff and then freaks out. There's no preamble to it. There's no stakes. There's no there's no suspense. Okay. So I'm like, if we're going to do a fucking drug scene in a drug movie, and let's be honest, Hog is absolutely a drug movie. Oh, yeah. I said, let's, let's really go crazy with this. And... For some reason, I, I was like, my the edit will be one thing, but let's add another layer to it. And the other layer was, I'm a big fan of heavy metal. Oh yeah, not the not the music genre, but the, the movie. The movie. Like, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's 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 yeah, let's do animation or stop motion animation, and then so we got Chris involved. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's a lot of it's just I'm I'm experimenting, and that was the great thing about Hog, and that's why I think Hog works. Kevin basically allowed me the freedom to basically do whatever I wanted. I think Kevin just said, look, um, make improve Joe's performance, make sure Sid's the star, and make this as crazy as he possibly can. And that's all he said. Oh, wow. And that's the movie. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> well, and I think rather than calling it experimentation, maybe call it uh, improvisation. Yeah. You may not have had a, a script that you were – something you were going for for sure but uh, you were making it up as you went along and it ended i think spectacularly and uh, I, I got such a kick out of uh joe estevez mm-hmm. his 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 character his role in the film um having watched a lot of martin sheen stuff <laughs> i couldn't believe how much he reminded me of martin sheen in like the best crazy uncle way <laughs> right oh yeah oh yeah and let me tell you something the the when we had the first version one of the things that people consistently complained about and i brought this up to kevin early on people did not like joe and if i'm proud of anything in that movie is improving uh joe's character because in, you could make the argument you could make the argument that he almost steals the show from Sid. That's how good he is in this. Right? Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, and in fact, I, I I just pictured the movie as those two basically battling it out is what I, what the movie is about. But I mean, there's family too. But right. <laughs> but see, that's the yeah. thing. You know, it's it's good versus evil, and you're not really sure at times who's good and who's exactly. evil. Exactly. So, you don't know. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Not well, at and, all. And, and at part part way through the movie, I leaned over to Gil and I'm going. 
Yeah, no wonder Sid Haig wanted to keep this production on track. He's getting surrounded by these gorgeous girls. Uh, and, you know, that's not a bad way to spend a, spend a few weeks. <laughs> not at all. Well, no, it is not. <laughs> a little story on that one, too, because, you know, you, you guys, well, at least you know some of Sid's history, at least. And he really, really, truly said, you know, through that process, he's like, you know, I really like working with it's Sierra T. Mong is her name. Yeah. Um, and he goes, I really like working with her. He goes, she really, I really, it's like working with Pam Greer, you know, back in the seventies, Oh wow! you know, so I know Foxy that he Brown. had some internal flashbacks during the shooting of hog about his <laughs> scenes, all the scenes he had in those old movies with Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I agree with you guys, but I, Hey, I want to say one other thing about Ben stuff, Ben and I spent, and I'm not kidding you for probably a year Um, at least six months leading up to the pickups and then probably six months after talking on the phone and he keeps, he, he was, he's the, the, Ben will say it was a lot of Red Bull, but Ben, Ben has an incredibly creative mind. Um, so much so that the, my job in all this was, I don't want to say it was easy because it wasn't, but my job in all this was trying to hold back the reins at times. Because I'm insane in my writing, but Ben is absolutely <laughs> insane in his editing. So, you know, you put the two together and I'm like, I want it to be grindhousey and these are the sorts of things I want. And then he'd come up with something that was so far out there, I'd be like, Are you sure we want to try this? <laughs> and he he would just run with it and it'd be like, Oh, okay, that looks great. Yeah. So don't don't let him ever sell himself short on that. I think he does, and I and I, I will also mention her name again. Kelsa said at the end of the movie, I think you guys might have been out there. I think she said, you know, I've been doing this theater stuff for a long time. And she goes, I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> and yep. And to me, that was the greatest compliment we could probably get. You know what? And it it absolutely deserves it. Every compliment you can give on this movie, because first of all, experimental, maybe uh, definitely grindhousey, but it had a nice story. And and like you said, good versus evil. But sometimes you couldn't tell which was which. Uh, But at the end, you come through and you're like, I know exactly who was good. Well, and, (laughs) you know, one of the things that that I took away from it, too, or that I enjoyed so much about it was uh, Sid's voiceovers throughout throughout the course of the film and it's really kind of the thread that ties a lot of it together and there's something about sid uh even when he is being his most psychotic and diabolical and and horrible there's something weirdly like comforting yeah i I think there's something there's a there's an interesting comforting quality particularly in the voiceover he did for for hog uh there was something that i thought man like, I want to hang out with Sid. I want to just, you know, I want to hear him talk. Yeah. I, I might have to change. Uh, if I if I could have anybody narrate my life, forget Morgan Freeman. I think I want Sid Haig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That... No, and he, he, you know, he took to that. We did. Um, we had to do those, I think, pretty. I kind of remember when exactly we did all of those. After, 20. After. Yeah, we did those in 20 spring of 2016 before we did the. Um, before we right. did the uh, pickups. So, you know, I ended up writing, all, you know, these these monologues for him. Now, he had the one monologue in the middle of the movie where he actually did that. And I know he truly enjoyed doing that mm-hmm. because it was a probably one of the 
first, I don't know, I, maybe I'm exaggerating here, but Ben knows the movies a lot better than I do, but probably one of his first true monologues that he's ever had in a, in a movie. Nah. You know, a dramatic monologue for sure. Right. And it, he did a great job with it, and I think he loved it. Um, and then when we asked him to do, you know, the opening and closing monologues, I mean, he, you know, obviously hit it out of the ballpark. But, you know, that that's <laughs> it. I mean, I, you know, we talked a little bit about Sid and Ben and I got to spend time with him at shows. And, you know, I was with him at shows for the last seven years of his life. And I think Ben was with us the last four, four years or five years of his life. And, you know, we we got to know the man like. You know, people say all the time, was he really like that? And all I can say is, yeah. You know, he was just a genuinely loving, caring, you know, yeah, Uncle Sid sort of guy that you want to <laughs> hang out with. I would love to know? have him as my uncle. Well, you know what? And that's the thing. I, I, I had seen him at several uh, um, horror conventions through the years. And every single time his table, not only is he popular, of course, but the he spent time with the fans talking to him. So it's like... When you tell me that, I'm like, yeah, I can see that because watching him at conventions alone, I mean, like, there's people standing in line ready to, you know, give him, throw money at him for an autograph. But he, each time someone got up, and, hold on, I'm going to talk to this person. And every single person mm-hmm. he would do that with. And, uh, I mean, and uh, it, it's funny because one of the, uh, one of the cons I went to, it was like really busy and I wanted to interview him. And uh, never did get a chance to interview him, but I got Bill Mosley. Uh, but anyway, because he, he was it was too busy. I said, whenever you get a free chance, he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, make sure you hit, hit, you know hit me up. As, well, he goes, anytime you see the line die down or whatever. And he goes, I'll be glad to talk to you. And he was ready to do it, but my timing didn't work out right. But uh, like I said, I got Bill Mosley, so I was kind of happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, and so cool to hear someone like that, you know. And again, the guy. He's been in films like since the '60s. I mean, he was in Batman. I mean, come on. <laughs> and look, that's uh, after after we uh, talked to talked to Kevin at the Eagle, and he was referencing uh, Sid's filmography. Mm-hmm. I've seen Sid in a number of other things, and again, I think for a lot of people, Sid Haig is probably one of those actors that you recognize immediately. You may not know his name, right? But yeah. you go, that I know who that is. I recognize that face. But then after talking, uh, you know, uh, Kevin mentioned that Sid was in Star Trek. And I went, really? I'm a Star yeah. Trek fan, and I don't remember Sid in Star Trek, but hang on. <laughs> and then I double back and go, oh, crap, there he is. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know. yeah. He's wearing some weird hat, I think, in that. Yeah, yeah. the Archeons yeah. or something like that. I forget the characters' names. But, uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, wow. He's the, uh, he's the, he's the, law, yeah. the lawgiver. Log- okay, that's lawgiver. it. That's it. Yeah, yes. lawgiver in uh, Return of the Archons. That's nineteen sixty-seven or eight is my guess. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah and not- was in Gunsmoke too. I'm like, come on. Well, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Uh, after after the the movie Saturday Night, that's one of the things I I did. You know, Sunday sitting at home and fell down the rabbit hole of of said, hey, <laughs> YouTube videos and interviews and stuff like that. Going, oh yeah, yeah I forgot. I you know remember seeing him in that. And, mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, and it's it's awesome to hear that he's every bit the nice guy you'd kind of want him to be. Yeah, yeah, that's so. the awesome part. Well, in the I, w- one of the horror conventions, after you know seeing him there, I, I did get in line and got an autograph. Didn't get to interview him, but I still got to talk to him. Uh, but after that convention, I'm like, you know what? I want to see what his uh, IMDb looks like. And they showed some listings, and I'm like, what? He was in, I think it's Foxy Brown. And I'm like, yep, I got to check this out. And I was like, okay, now I know this guy's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So, and 
you guys got him in the movie, and High on the Hog was better for it for a lot of reasons. So I'm hey, I'm happy, <laughs> especially yeah, after seeing have a High on the Hog. Now I've got. I've got a question. I've got a question for both of you. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, Kevin. We'll start with you. Talk about what movies that you grew up watching or or watched that made you think, "Man, I, I think I can do this. I want to do this. This is the type of stuff." What are some of your like favorite movies? I know we've talked to Jed in the past, and and he's you know kind of a, a, Universal a, Monsters. Yeah, a real fan of the Universal Monsters and some of those old school horror flicks. Talk about uh, some of your influences. Yeah, you know, I I probably won't give you too many specific examples, but but I think I mentioned to you guys before. I I'm a child of the '70s. I'm 61 years old now. I'm not too ashamed of that. <laughs> um, I I I've made it this long, and I didn't start writing or doing anything related to movies until I was almost 50. Hmm. Um, and so for me, I was a, kind of a late bloomer. But when I look back. I, I grew up at the drive-ins and the whole reason, and I, and I, I keep telling Ben this and I'm going to do it this next summer. Hog needs to be shown at a drive-in. Yes. I've, I've always wanted it. And I, you know, so I was in the, going to the drive-in, you know, watching, you know, movies like death race 2000 and oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, all the, all the old Sid prison movies, which I didn't know who Sid was back then. And, right. You know, and, and I, I love the women in prison movies. I don't know about anybody else, but I always like that stuff. Um, you know, I just, I, that's what I watched. And so for me, it was, I want to make this grindhouse style movie. Yeah. And Ben made it happen. So Ben, <laughs> Ben will be a lot more specific and stuff, but you know, we did have a lot of influences of other movies um, in making hog. I mean, Ben will say, uh, what was it? Warriors, you said, was the um, the the DJ aspect that he wanted to. He was thinking of, I get you that. know, and oh yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to do. Um, God, what was her name? Lynn Thigpen. I wanted to do, mm. which is why, if you pay attention, initially what we were going to do with Ellie Church, who plays DJ Mary Jane, I mm -hmm. just wanted to shoot her below the nose, just her mouth, because that's how they did it in the Walter Hill film, right? right. And then when Ellie gets to set, she were like. Well, she's gorgeous. We have to we we have to expand this now. And you know what's amazing about that uh, that sequence? That was literally shot in a window of less than four hours. And our DP Robert Patrick Stern basically came up with that lighting scheme. That morning. oh wow, that was put together in 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 I would say less than seven hours start to finish it's pretty incredible well actually. i love the fact that you ad accurately portray a dj at a radio station because i mean i do my show here right. at this station topless every yeah, night I mean, we're both topless <laughs> so yeah. we're, to we're topless right now it's rare so. that people get makes it right, sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it makes it makes it makes complete sense <laughs> hey guys i my my influence on that was uh cleavon little back in for vanishing point i don't know if you guys ever saw that movie but you guys probably fit that role a little bit better. You know, some crazy guy sitting in the middle of a, in front of a picture window, you know, in front of a microphone and, and not knowing what the hell else is going on around him. So right. Probably more like, yeah, no, yeah, so. that might, might be right. Yeah. You might be more accurate, on <laughs> but that. we're topless too, though. Right. <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, uh, one of the things I, I grew up, uh, in the eighties and watching, uh, you know, movies like, Porkies, uh, you know, uh, a lot of gratuitous nudity that uh, those yep. kind of 80s movies were were uh, known for. 
And I didn't realize it was something that I missed <laughs> right? until I watched <laughs> High on the Hog. And I went, you know what? Some old-fashioned, just gratuitous nudity <laughs> is a wonderful friggin' thing. <laughs> you know, screw political correctness. You know, nudity is fantastic. So We felt the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Plus, with the cast you had to work with, I mean, you can't, can't yeah, complain there. there. Was, yeah, it was not bad. <laughs> so, Ben, ben you... you Ben, you should tell them, though, though, that you had to balance it, right? What do you mean? Come on, ben. <laughs> uh, you, had to, you inserted some hidden stuff in the movie. Really? Oh, did you not tell them that? Really? Uh, not, no, not on there. I haven't, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll... Uh, oh, I'll I didn't know guys, that. I, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you guys a little, uh, I'll give you a little Easter egg. Actually, there's a series of Easter eggs. <laughs> so I did a couple of things in Hog that would mandate people watching it more than once. So... <laughs> Obviously, in Hog, there's gratuitous female nudity. Oh, yeah. Uh And um, the scene with the the male nudity when you see Jimmy's ass, you know, when you see the cucumber sequence? Yes. (laughs) Well, I wanted to shoot I wanted to shoot a giant human (laughs) cock for that. And for some reason at the time, we just came off of that idea. And I don't know. I should have fought for that. more. Well, look, that's one of the things, one of the scenes that you, now that you bring that up, made me laugh very hard in theater, (laughs) so to speak, uh, was, yeah. When, uh, when she goes down on Sig on the porch and you cut to the woman eating the the banana, the banana, banana. dude, I laughed very hard. And here's the, and here's the thing that was uh, we came up with that, honestly, because I had no other choice. I we couldn't insert, a, you know, actual fellatio. We couldn't show a blowjob. Actually, right. we probably could have because the movie's not rated, but we weren't going to. Because <laughs> right. We didn't want to offend the original actress. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I can go get some 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 porn stock. Um, it's actually not difficult, uh-huh. but I'm like, ah, that might, that we might, we might scare off a potential distributor. So I'm like, what's the next, next best thing? <laughs> so I, I found this, I found this clip of a woman and her friend, the banana. And <laughs> yeah, I'll say, and I honestly didn't think that it would work, but I put it in there and everybody thought it was fucking hilarious. So yes. It stayed. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I loved that. I thought it's my sixth sense of humor. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's that, that's truly grindhouse right there. Truly I, grindhouse. Yeah, I, actually, I think Tony and I both laughed as soon as the banana came on. We both just laughed out loud together, and we looked at each other and like, <laughs> "It's a banana." Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, it is. I mean, it's at that it's at that moment. I think you pretty much know uh, that we're not really taking things seriously. Right, at that right. Point. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing. Well, but. You guys got this Go I mean, great editing going on. You got all this stuff going on that's that's fun as hell, and and yet at the same time, that storyline altogether, the family aspect of it, that was a pretty serious storyline, and I really liked that aspect. I mean, I'm having fun watching the movie, but then at the same time, in the I'm like, yeah, he does take care of his family, uh-huh. and that's what it's about. And it's like there you. It, it hit me in there, and yet all the, at the same time, I'm still having fun. Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, watching it, I, I thought in my head, uh, in, in, in Hog, Sid Haig is like the cooler version of Uncle Jesse from Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> like yeah. just a good old boy trying to take care of his family and his farm. And, you know, it just so happens that one of his products is cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> Which, hey, it's legal here. So Yeah, that's know. right. Just don't tamper with well, it. Yeah. And you know, he's in a, he loved that. He's in a, 
Did Sid he? really won. Well, he's in a great. He's in a. He's in a Dukes of Hazard episode. He's uh-huh. in a great one. So he's in one of my favorites. Yep. Oh. Yeah, that's. I ran across that clip when I deep, <laughs> when I was uh, deep diving Sid Haig over the weekend. I didn't realize Dukes. Okay, now I got it. Well, you know what? And and like I said, you, you put it together. It's a blast. The whole movie just is way more fun than it should be <laughs> really from from the very beginning to the end you've got everything going on the ending the surprise ending just is and actually if uh maybe if i go back and look at the other clues but uh not that much of a surprise i guess but still great way to end that whole thing it's like well how do you come to a conclusion well, no the the great way to end it was the topless dancers during the closing <laughs> credits. The post-credit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Marvel has conditioned us to stick around for the post-credit scenes, and High on the Hog does it better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you definitely want to stay for those post-credit scenes. That's right. L.A. Times loved it, too, right? So, I, oh, they loved it. <laughs> I detect I a little sarcasm the in there. Yeah. The, quote, the quote we used on the back of the Blu-ray is perfect. They, the guy, when I called him and asked him if we could use, quote, use quotes from his article, was, I think, shocked because <laughs> he'd not given us a great a great review. But I said, can we use some of these quotes? He goes, sure. I'm like, okay. And yeah, I took you, what I thought was perfect for a Grindhouse movie. You want to so. go, look, guy, you don't know the audience we're selling this to. This quote is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. It, it was awesome. So. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, uh, well, you got any uh, further questions, uh, Tony? Here, no, I, you I, know, I got questions, but I mean, yeah, I don't know how to ask I, them. <laughs> I, I am going to have to watch it again now. Yes. I, I think you're right. I think it it is done in such a way that uh, now I have to go back and watch it to see if I can pick up on the other clues, mm-hmm. the the subtle innuendos and, and that kind of thing. That there are some subtle innuendos, there are some decidedly <laughs> not subtle innuendos, <laughs> but uh, all in all, a very enjoyable film. And and uh, Kevin, I appreciate you being a part of of uh, the the double feature at Eagle Theater. Uh, we had a good time. Yeah, you know, I had a great time, guys. I I can't thank you enough for for putting this together. Um, I know, need to it, I need to see if we've got any contact for the Fairview Drive-in yeah. down here between uh, between Oblong and Newton. Yeah, there's a drive-in here in our area, just a, a few miles down the road. So we could probably I maybe drove past it. I'd I'd love to do it. If we can do it, I would love to. And I told Kelsa too. I the other theaters that they have, I would love to show Hog. Yeah, you know. Um, we could work out anything that anybody wants to work out. I'd love to do it. So very cool. And I, yeah, I, Hey, a couple things. I just, again, I'd like to say, um, since it is happens to be veterans day, I think we have a veteran with us on this, on this broadcast, but hey, I'd I like am. to thank all the veterans for their service and, and everything and, and appreciate, uh, appreciate them all for their service and God bless America. And then, uh, it Sid says, uh, it Sid says at some point in the movie, Simper five motherfuckers, or whatever it was. So, That's right. So uh, yeah, and then come and come check us out on all the stuff we got on highinthehogthemovie dot com. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. You know, we're 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 all over the place. You can find the movie uh, with uh, on Makeflix, uh, Jr's uh, website, uh, along with um, the Twisted Mind, the framework of a Twisted Mind with uh, Chris Younts as well, as well as. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Ben's other movie, Skeletons in the Closet. Oh, wait! All right, hold on. We'll stop. Let's let's talk about this. <laughs> I love the. You got me on the title alone. All right, Ben. What what's up with this movie? 
Oh, you guys don't know Skeletons in the Closet, huh? Skeletons in the Closet. Are you guys fans of 80s horror anthologies? Big time. Uh-huh. Oh, then you'll love Skeletons in the Closet. Skeletons in the Closet also stars um, Ellie Church from High in the Hog. Oh, right on. Um, Very cool. She plays the widow in a show called Skeletons in the Closet with her dead husband, Charlie. <laughs> so Skeletons follows a little girl um, watching her favorite show on Friday night and then we go into the show and then the show shows us these anthology films so it's basically okay it's basically a show in a movie and then you've got four other films inside of the show <laughs> it's a very complex anthology film but right on uh, if you like if you like the crazy editing scheme of high in the hog then you'll love skeletons okay now is it available can people find it uh, somewhere if you want to rent it um, but I wouldn't wait, wait to get the Blu-ray because the Blu-ray's got tons of special features and uh, there's a great commentary track okay. about how we, we made it. it. We sell it at all the shows we go to. We've got it. Um, uh, you could send, you can order one through high on the hog. Uh, you just send me an email, um, uh, because not everything we have, we don't have everything listed up there at this point. You okay. could probably order one through us for that. Watch, um, drop your like email said, real quick. JR has them on Netflix. So, oh, they're on Netflix as well. Okay. It's yes. a, okay. Uh, so uh, yeah. Well, but before we before we wrap it up, Kevin, I do have to tell you that you were nice enough to hook both Gil and I up with uh, hog T-shirts at the theater. Yes. But you have never seen a man so close to tears as when Gil thought <laughs> he lost his. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it 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 fallen down in one of the bags as we were packing equipment up, and so he texted me in a panic. Saturday night going, dude, I can't find my T-shirt. He texted Kels at the theater, where's my T-shirt? And then I was getting panicked text messages from him Sunday morning going, can you go through the equipment because I can't find my T-shirt and I don't know what I'm going to do. I was going to be a sad man if I lost it. I was found it. I found it. I found it. (laughs) And I proudly posted a picture of it as soon as I found it. That's right. (laughs) But yeah. That's right. You did. Okay. (laughs) I was going to be a sad, but yeah. And uh, no, it was... That whenever you, in fact, during the interview there at the theater, I, I remarked on your shirt. I'm like, that's a cool shirt. <laughs> Sid Haig swinging an axe. You can't go wrong. But um, yeah. so, all right. So, uh, Skeletons in the Closet's available at Make Flicks. Uh, all right. What's your uh, email address, uh, Kevin, if you want to give that out? If anybody wants to maybe reach out to you and uh, uh, order uh, more that's stuff. A good, that's a tougher question. I think you can get it through the website. So okay. You could just set it through. Uh, um, Behindthehogthemovie.com. There's a there's a contact us sort of okay. thing on there. You can place orders, um, and I of course I never remember my own website, my own email because <laughs> okay. I got like fourteen different emails. Oh, so. Okay, all right. We'll go to highonthehogthemovie.com. In fact, that's where I sure. went there like uh, Sunday morning uh, before Tony found my shirt. I was like, <laughs> I got to get one. I'm, I'm, gonna have to, I'm just gonna have to order one. <laughs> it's gonna be happening. Well, that's it. I, I guess that's easy. It's high on the hog the movie at gmail.com. Like All right. That. All right. That's easy enough. High on the hog the movie at gmail.com. If you got if you want to order any of these films, high on the hog or skeletons, uh let's see, or uh what framework of an Twisted yes. mind, twisted mind. <laughs> and yes. that's very twisted. So yeah. So uh, okay, Ben. <laughs> any other projects you want to promote? Anything uh, you want to get out there? Let people know about. Um, Kevin and I are. We got a couple of. Uh, Irons on the fire. Um, I am putting together a possible prequel to uh, Skeletons in the Closet. Once you guys see it, <laughs> oh. um, 
You guys should see that because then we can have a discussion about that. Because if there's a, if you got, like I said, if you guys like hog and you had, you had questions about hog, you'll definitely have some of those skeletons. <laughs> and then, uh, I love it. And then, uh, yeah, Kevin and I are working up uh, technically two projects simultaneously that we're trying to get off the ground. Um, but if anybody wants to take a look at my work, I post a lot of stuff on uh, Instagram, which is just September Sun Films. Um, September Sun Films is also on Facebook. Okay. All right, we'll be looking you up because uh, definitely more so. And I want to see everything I can. In fact, uh, when we're done recording, I'm going to give you guys some information and uh – I definitely want to see a version of this movie. I got you guys have sold me on anything you do, and in the future, in the past, whatever. I'm gonna to have to watch it now. Well, I get <laughs> anything. Dis- I get the distinct impression that we all have the same sort of twisted uh, sense of humor and sensibility, which is which is fantastic. I, I, I made agree. The, I made the comment during the interview at the theater. I think that I'm the guy that sits in the movie theaters during movies you shouldn't find funny and laugh my ass off at. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think I concern the other theater goers who are sitting around me. You know, as as Rambo is eviscerating some poor bastard, I'm laughing about it. And, <laughs> They seem well, a little it's concerned. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think you guys were the few, only few people, two guys in the theater that kind of laughed or yelled out when the girl got hit by the car. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of told the story. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then secretly uh, or, or quietly, we were mumbling about, we need to hire her for a DJ <laughs> at the radio station. <laughs> that was that was what we didn't yell out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I, again, I want to thank you guys, Ben Lewandowski and Kevin Lockhart. Uh, Sid Haig in High on the Hog. If you haven't seen the film, check it out. We're going to do everything we can to get you a drive-in theater to show this at. And you've already got contacts to get through uh, Illinois Streeter and Clinton, Illinois theaters. Hopefully yes. that'll come come across somehow, some way. Uh, but I I want to see it in a, at a drive-in. Well, and, <laughs> That'd and be cool. Me too. I do have to put a, I yeah. do have to put a plug in for Jed. Uh, Saturday was the first time I'd ever seen Unlisted Owner. I got to see the director's cut Saturday. Uh, and... That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. I mean, you could tell Jed was a younger guy <laughs> when he filmed that. He's been carrying this movie around for the better part of a decade, I think. Yeah. So, But uh, it was a lot of fun. If you haven't had a chance to see Unlisted Owner, the director's cut, definitely look it up as well. It's on uh, Amazon streaming right now, and you can also uh, purchase his movie, I think, through Make, Make Flicks as I well. So, so. Yeah. Make Flicks seems to be a good site to buy good movies. <laughs> there you go. Let me, uh, let me, let me plug, uh, let me plug Ju- uh, Jed's editor, Brent, too, because oh. uh, editors, editors never get enough credit. Of course, <laughs> they don't really want credit, which is why they're editors, but let me say that anyway. <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've worked with uh, several projects with Jed, uh, uh, either, either acting or doing sound, and Brent is just, he's put these things together to make him, like, I've seen these films that he's completed. It's like, that's not how it looked when I did it, but holy cow, that's beautiful. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much any go. opportunity exactly. Gil gets to mention that he's been in some of Jed movies, he will take that opportunity. <laughs> so. It's a thing. <laughs> so, but, oh, uh, by the way, yeah. uh, we forgot to say this. Both Kevin and I mm-hmm. are in High in the Hog. Kevin's actually in it twice. What? Um, yeah, when you guys go back and watch the movie, Kevin's in the beginning. And the end, and I will give you guys five million dollars if you can find me. I'm literally in the movie. I'm in the movie for two frames. Two frames, guys. If you can find me, good, yeah, good, good, good luck. All right, that'd be probably a hard-earned. I'll give you. A, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Mm-hmm. I've committed suicide in a bathtub. 
well, now they'll find you. <laughs> no, I, it's, a lot of people have watched the movie two and three times. They're like, I still can't find you. Oh, you know what we didn't do? What's we that? Didn't, we, we, we got cut off about the, the male nudity. All right, let me, let me oh, do this yeah, Oh, quickly. okay, yeah. So, so, so we couldn't do the actual male nudity that I wanted to do. Okay, so this is what I did. Mm-hmm. And I did this for two reasons. I did this – the first reason I did it is because my wife told me to. But the second reason I did <laughs> is I wanted people to go back and watch the movie several times. So hidden throughout the movie, I'd say in about two, two dozen different places, are single-frame dicks all over the film. <laughs> Usually obscured by, by – um, um, by some of the grindhouse effects, so okay. you really have to search for them. But trust me, they are in there. <laughs> well, you did a you did a you did a Brad Pitt Fight Club thing, yeah. <laughs> but before you know he ever I did was, it. Well, that explains why the movie yep. that explains why the movie subtly made me feel inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I could, kind of play down your subconscious. Yeah, I couldn't figure that out. Now I get it. Damn. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> So once again, we've been talking with Ben Lewandowski and Kevin Lockhart with uh, Sid Hay High on the Hog and many other projects. Head to mateflix.com and, and check them out. Definitely, definitely purchase High on the Hog because uh, that's the one Tony and I have seen. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, I'm, I'm in love with the movie. Um, I, I think I would, that would be something that would, I would put on my Blu-ray shelf. I don't have very many movies on Blu-ray shelf unless I'm in them. <laughs> <laughs> But this might be one. And by the way, Kevin and Ben, if you guys need somebody, I you know I can do that. Yeah, if you're looking for a topless DJ, give Gil a call. Yeah, topless DJ is the top of our list. Hey, topless DJ or a di- or a dick stand. Man. How about that? Either one, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 just a whore for movies. I want to be in every. I want my IMDb listing to be bigger than my friends that are acting out in Hollywood. So I'm having a hard time keeping up with them. We'll work on that with the next project. Sounds good. I will definitely be there. <laughs> All right. Well, again, Ben Lewandowski, Kevin Lockhart. The film is Sid Haig in High on the Hog. Worth your while. If you're any kind of a twisted mind like we are, it's definitely worth your while. you got to check it out. Makeflix.com or highonthehogthemovie.com. And, uh, guys, thanks for uh, making uh, making the arrangements to come back and do another interview because we, we had to talk to somebody about this <laughs> after we saw well, it. thank you. <laughs> and we had to talk to people that yeah, would understand. <laughs> so, no, th- uh, thank you guys. And so, well, I guess that brings another ending to the podcast. Uh, like we say at the end of each and every episode, stay, stay nerdy. nerdy.